Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggard. Now let me say that again. We Paul wasn't going through anything differently and the Corinthians than we're going through right here, right now, in the year 2013. Okay? Been a day or two, right? But now listen. Sin is still the same sin today as it was then. Hadn't changed any. I mean, the, you know, the face of it may have a bit. Second Corinthians 10, all right? And, of course, you know, here again, so beautiful the way the patience of Paul. Uh, Peter, Peter was a man of a whole lot less patience, I'm sure, than Paul, okay? Read that between the lines a bit. Second Corinthians 10.3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. That's not where the battle's at. Remember, I just went through how you take care of this thing. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. I know this is anything you don't know, but hang in there. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Okay? Pulling down strongholds. Now listen. Casting down imaginations. Evidently, Paul knew that imaginations can bring sin. Okay? And everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, everything, okay? Um, well, you know, we're going to pull the, 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 the old proverbial ox out of the ditch this Sabbath because, uh, well, uh, uh, well, you know, eh, well, you know, I, I heard the prophet say, you know, if you have to do it, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you get in, and some of you got into this, you were pulling the ox out of the ditch more than you were keeping Shabbat. Oh, me, oh, my. Yeah, Sorry. But that's the way it is, right? Because what were you doing? It was exalting itself against the knowledge of God. What was that again? Now listen. Imagination. Fantasizing. One and the same. Now, so we are to do what? We are to uh, tear down all these imaginations. Okay? Tear them down. Imagining. And, you know, then we got the group that comes into this thing and saying, well, I can't help myself, so I might as well just go ahead and sin until Prophet Decker calls me up and casts that demon out of me. Oh, me. Oh, my. Hmm? Bringing into captivity every, you need to circle the word, every thought to the obedience of Christ, which is the word. Okay? You have to bring every thought. So, see, Paul had got to the place where, as I said, we'll open that scripture up further to you in time uh, of trying to get them to understand. Boys and girls, you can't seem to get the lust and all the stealing, the lying, all the stuff out of your life that, bless God, that is very, very carnal type of thing, though it's spiritual. He said, let me tell you where this thing's coming to. It's going to come to the very thoughts that you have. It's going to come down to that. Well, how could that be? Oh, how could that be? Well, try it out. Huh? What about the last time somebody that you love, been around, brother, sister, whatever, and they say something like this. Now, 
I want you to get ready and and uh, and bless God. Uh, go with me to the Catholic Church. You know our church instead of being around this uh, this guy called Deckard. And you'll say, well, I'm sorry, but uh, you know I'm I'm not going with that. And somewhere way back in here, somewhere, it's saying, just tell the bi, you know what, to get off the wagon. Stick it as far in her ear as she can get it and leave me alone. Now, did she say that? No. But did she need to say it? No. But was it sin? Yes. Why? It wasn't of the fruit. Remember last night I said, you need to go back and study the fruit of the Spirit again. That's going to be the prerequisite to the, to the, the holiness thing. So, and, and, folks, again, that's the reason this is so important because, see, I've taken you through the fruit of the Spirit very diligently. But because you're going to have to be very certain, and you, and you want to be certain, so the way you're certain, you go back and study the series on the fruit of the Spirit and be certain that you're producing that fruit. If you're not, guess what? Get the food, food, fruit, I'll get a minute, produced, and then let's get started with the holiness thing. That's the reason I tell you, you need to go through these things over and over and over and over and over. How many of you knuckleheads kind of get tired of the, uh, of the leadership? We've heard this one over and over and Hey, I'm going to sleep on this. I already know this one. I don't everybody stand up and shout, okay? Folks, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of Almighty God. Do I think you're not smart enough to get it the first time? I know you're not. I don't care what your IQ is. This word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, okay? His words are spirit in their life. They're going to do for you what nothing else in this world can do for you. So we're going to do what? We're going to go back. We're going to take a long, hard look again at the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the fellowships has been teaching the fruit of the Spirit here recently. Well, you know, there again, great. If not, uh, prob uh, probably what I will do is send out notice that you'll get a chance then for the fellowship leaders to take you through. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do, fellowship leaders. So you go back and start next, next week. We're going through the fruit of the Spirit. And I don't want to hear any old me's and old my's, okay? But as that's done, I also want you to do one. Then I want you to also be going through the fruit of the Spirit. That's how important this thing is. And, and, folks, the relationship to that bonds it all together, see? If we can get you producing the right fruit, i got news for you. The, the, the rest of this is going to be a whole lot, a whole lot easier. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, let us travel on. Let's get over to Ephesians. Let's see what Paul's talking to the Ephesians about. I wonder what this will be. Mm -hmm. uh, Ephesians 1, 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. Say, I, I and, the Lord and the Lord communicated, communicated before, before I, came I came into this world. Pretty strange, isn't it? A little scary, actually. All right? I'm certain I didn't volunteer for my job. Okay. Either that or I was out back, and when I come in, everybody else had said no, and I just ended up being elected because I was out back. 
I wish I could use these excuses. Of course, it's not true, okay? Now listen, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruit. We are to be holy without blame. Okay, now that word holy is scary, and as I said, you've never been taught that to any depth until now. But the, but the, the, the thing, without blame, without blame, without blame. You're not going to be accused of God for not have to have kept. Now listen, A-L-L, all of his word. Again, Deuteronomy uh, 28.1. You must observe and do A-L-L, all, say all. All. You have to do it all. And folks, that, that's what's wrong and has been wrong for generations in the church. That's what right now is wrong in this, this, this organization. We're, we're doing some of, and, but it had to be that way. It had to start that way, or, or bless God would have started with this, but I think I'd have lost about 99.9% .9 of you the next time it might have been me and Donna again. Okay? Which really ain't all that bad as far as I mean, she loves what I preach, and she'd amen me, and we'd dance down the aisle. Oh, yeah, let's get away from that. But you, but do you understand, though, that, that that's, that's what we have to bring you there, but we couldn't really start there with you. Now, I don't know, because it, Paul it doesn't really reveal uh, to us that, that that's what happened there. But as you read this, I think it indicates real strongly that probably that is what happened, okay? Now, uh, he said, without blame. So, again, you got to get the word in you. Let's go to 422. Put off... I better not start reading them. I like to always listen to see if the pages are rattling. One time I said to some people, I said, you know those books, those Bibles, you, and then you can go get those little tabs? Because, I mean, folks, I, I've actually uh, gave three or four or five, six scriptures, and there's still somebody going, I, that's not your problem. Oh, if it was, we'd have dealt with that. Okay. <laughs> Say thank you, prophet. Thank you, prophet. Whew, that's one. That's it. See, not all that bad. All right. Where am I at? Got to get over here. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. Who's the old man? The sinful man. Okay. Which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. What is it the Bible says draws us away? The lusts. The less, the less for what? The less for anything that's not of God. Anything, bless God, that's sin. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So again, Paul is, is going at the Ephesians at this point, at Ephesus, and trying to get them to understand, look, okay, so you're doing pretty good over here in this area, but you boys and girls, let me, let me tell you something. You're going to have to understand something. You're having a problem with the mind. Just the thing that I said that we're really going to get on to, into down the, down the road here right now, this is where God wants us. But the renewing of the mind can only be done what? Through God's written word. Your, mind, your minds are never going to get renewed by you, uh, you know, and some of the games we all play. It won't happen. Let's go on. And that ye put on the new man. Who is that? The man you've now become because of Christ, which after God is created in righteousness. Now, I love what he did here. And true holiness. 
Evidently, he knew the word holiness wasn't cutting it, right? So he threw in the word true holiness. See if that would help. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are, not, we are members one of another. Be, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. We all know that one. And then it says, one of my favorite scriptures, and then after that, don't give place to the devil. How do you give place to the devil? Your imaginations, your thoughts, huh? The things you're seeing with your eyes, all right? So Paul, again, <laughs> um, how many people would have probably at Paul's, if you really would get into this thing with Paul, uh, you'd kind of think maybe you weren't getting anywhere, wouldn't you? Thank you. You know where I'm going, don't you? How do you think the prophet feels? Huh? Honest to God, folks. Oh, there's times. But let me tell you something. We're all in a different place with God. That I truly do know. You all are making some advances, or this would be a whole different program than you're even hearing this weekend. So, like I said, it's not like... No, there's hope here. What, what I got to do is just sort of push on you a little more, okay? I've got I've got to try to believe God to bring revelation knowledge to your noggins, to the knuckleheads that we have. We're all knuckleheads, by the way. That you can begin to realize you are going to have to push yourself. Listen, you're going to have to want this more than you want anything that's on the face of this earth. And if you if you will bring yourself to that kind of a, a standard, you'll get there because what, you, what are you going to do? You're going to be driving yourself every day. You're going to be saying, no, 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 wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Don't be lying to that person. Don't, don't, don't be underhanded here. And, and I don't know how many things I've given you to note with prayer. You need to ask the Lord God every day. Lord God, reveal to me my sin. Convict me by the Holy Ghost before I sin. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you something. Some, uh, well, wherever you're at with prayer, that works. What you'll get to finding out is every time something is, go is going on, you're, you're going to be prepared if you keep praying that prayer. And the question that's asked, the thing that's done, the action, somehow you're going to hear yourself, I don't know that you're going to hear God, thank God if you could, or do, but you're going to hear this voice say, ah, 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 ah. You're going to start looking at things, brothers and sisters, differently than you've ever seen things. Didn't I say we were going to come up a little bit higher? You getting the idea? It's the little foxes that eat the vines. I say I'm not, I'm not worried any longer about the majority of you in this room, the big majority, that you're into the sin that, bless God, you were in when you were in the world. I, I, oh, there's some problems, but I mean, you're gaining there. What I'm concerned about is that we've got to get down to the point of you understanding. It, it, it does come down. It does come down. And you have to, you have to be watchful. You have to be on, bless God, the defensive side of this thing. 
When Satan gives you the opportunity to sin, Satan will give every person in this room, including this prophet, the opportunity to sin numbers of times every day. Then it becomes our choice. Huh? What did the Lord say? Life, death, blessings, cursings, you choose. Then it is our choice to decide whether or not we're going to get blessed by saying and doing and thinking the right things, or we're going to have the curse again this week because our whole manner of flesh just had to have its way. You have to battle your flesh. There's no good thing in your flesh. Okay? There's nothing good in your flesh. Wasn't meant to be. God wants it to come the other way around. What in? True holiness. Okay? True holiness. All right, let, let, let's go to, uh, if we can, to uh, Philippians 1.10. Philippians 1.10. I love it. Say, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Philippians 1.10. That ye may approve things that are excellent, and that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, Yeshua, and to the glory and praise of God. That we are to want, that we may approve things that are excellent. In other words, don't, 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 don't get into this junk that's not excellent. The things of God are what? Blessings. 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 You know, when I, when I finally come to, to really understand where the church was walking, and we are to be walking in, in to the blessings of God, and I, last night I expounded a bit on why God wants that. But you see, when I begin to realize the church was powerless, you don't, you don't, you, you, you don't see the power of God's anointing. You know what we exchange the power of God's anointing for? The beating of the piano, the pounding on the drums, and sometimes some out of, you know, singing or singers out of, out of tune. You know what we were doing? We were hyping you up into a physical and mental frenzy so that you could say, oh, my, what a glorious service. And you know what I began to do? I said, well, what, 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 the pastor did a wonderful job. Oh, no, brother, 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 you're missing the point. It's the music. Then we had the thing come along where pastors would preach for ten minutes. They'd have music for an hour and a half. Some of you have been in those kind of churches, huh? They're still around. You know, we've had people leave here, uh, leave the organization because, now listen, I love this. Oh, I've just got to have that worship and that praise. If you're not praising and worshiping the Lord thy God at home, coming into a service thinking that, and, and that's what it was all about. They had to get that charge. Oh, don't, 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 don't even ask me to go there. Wah, wah. What's that smell? Well, let's go on. I got, I got so many pages I got to do, uh, you know, so when I get done, I don't have to, on Sunday morning, say, well, I want everybody to run out there and grab a sandwich and run back in here. I know you got an airplane, some of you, to catch, but i got eight more scriptures i got to give. No, we don't want that to happen. Uh, so let us go to Philippians 2, uh, 14. Philippians 2, 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Oh, my Lord and my God. 
Now, it didn't say, there's that, there's that three-letter word again, all. That means everything. You're not to be murmuring. You're not to be having disputings. What's disputings? Well, the prophet said, you know, I, I don't know about that. Well, brother, brother, brother Jones, you know, he, oh, I don't know. I don't, I, hmm? Don't be disputing. Don't be arguing with each other. Don't be murmuring about things. All things. How many realize how far we are from this? Hmm? Come on. Come on. Uh, that they may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of the crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. You're not of us, is what he's saying. First Thessalonians 3. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 3.13. 3.13. To the end, may he establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God. Who established? God established. How is he going to establish or establish that? By the word, okay? Your heart's unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father at the coming of our Lord Yeshua with all his saints. So see, holiness is not something that's going to come along and, and uh, the Lord pat us on the back. and No, no, we're, we're going to be walking in holiness when the Lord Yeshua breaks that eastern sky wide open, Okay? And we will be there to see that, by the way. Won't that be fun? First Thessalonians 4, 7. 4, 7. For God had not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. Now, and I know you're knowing, seeing now, it just kind of goes on and on and on, doesn't it? He hadn't, he hadn't called us to uncleanliness. He's called us to holiness. Again, holiness it has to be defined in order for the people to understand what that is. Uh, uncleanliness has to be defined so people can understand what that is. Uh, the fifth chapter of, of 1 Thessalonians says, Abstain from all appearance of evil. And I mean, all, I used to use that all the time, way, 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 way back there in the, in the uh, early 70s, uh, talking about, bless God, uh, uh, Halloween. Well, there isn't nothing wrong with Halloween, and that was, uh, that was my main verse. I said, well, doesn't it look a little evil with those witches and those cats? And Doesn't that look a little evil? Well, yeah, but we're just having fun. I said, whoa, 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil. Yeah, it probably didn't work, but I used it anyway. 1 Timothy 4. Here's Paul's uh, protege, if you will. Timothy. 1 Timothy 4.7. It says, but refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. There it is again. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto... There it is again. Say all. All. All things. Having promise of the life that is now and of that which is to come. It is... Profitable, okay? It is profitable, holiness is. First Timothy six, six starting in the sixth verse. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content, that they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and to many foolish and hurtful lusts 
which drown men in the destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, there's, uh, there's 14 of you sitting here today, and you have no idea this is you. Hmm? You love your money. Well, he said, you didn't bring anything in this world. You're not taking anything out of that, this world. And again, what are you willing to give? When this comes down to this, what, what are you really? Do you want to know something? Money is going to pull and take some play, people away from this because their love thereof of it. Do you know that? Yeah, it really is. Again, God covers it all. Holiness is something that, that when you get to. Uh, at one time, I, 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 you know, I had a blessed man around me, truly blessed. And he came after mentioning, talking like this one time, and he said, you were talking about me today. And I said, yeah, I know. He said, uh, you know, he said, I've always known this is a problem ever since I was young. I said, yeah, probably so. He said, you know, when you read the part, and I did, when Yeshua told the young rich man, go sell all that you have and give to the poor and come follow me. What did the rich man do? Run out, go out and do it? No, no. No, he turned and went away and he was sad because he had many, many riches or many possessions. And he said to me, he said, you know what? He said, I don't want to be that way. He said, I really don't know what to do about it. And I looked at him and I said, you know what I'd do? I'd pray. I would pray. Least you have done unto the least of them, my brethren. Hmm? You've done unto him himself. Well, anyway, uh, in this man's life, I, I truly believe that, uh, that he's in heaven today, and he is, because he did see. But see, folks, before you can do anything about something, you have to see it. And that's the reason, I, I, you know, you're going to have to sit and you're going to think about this, this thing of your life. It's easy to see the sin in the person that you love the most. So uh, anyway, when he gets into this thing, he's he's really uh, he's really trying to trying to get them to uh, you know to understand that the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some uh, coveted after they have erred from the faith. So see that if you're after money, you're erring from the faith, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. People that are after money always have sorrows. Come on, some think about people you know that's out here, you know. After money. Okay? Think about this for a minute. They're after money. Start looking at their lives. They got this going wrong. They got this going wrong. Why? They fulfill the scripture. It says that, bless God, they will have many sour, uh, sours, <laughs> sorrows. <laughs> Put a fork here, right? Eleventh uh, verse says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, God in his faith, love, patience, meekness. So he's saying, look, again, what's the answer? Holiness. 2 Timothy 2, 19. 2, 19. 2 Timothy. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. You can bet on that. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from sin, iniquity. Let them depart from it. Again, is Paul talking to the, the heathen out here in the bar somewhere? No, no. He's talking to the church. 
Let's go to Titus 2.11. Titus 2.11. Titus 2.11. Hallelujah. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. But you know what he's saying? That, that we're going to have to deny ungodliness. We're going to have to deny worldly lust. You've got to deny it. And again, what, how do you deny it? You've got to stop. How do I stop? Now, you know, on blog radio, I'm always talking about people and I'm, every once in a while because we get so many new people from all around the world, by the way, that's listening. Well, uh, every once in a while, you'll hear, you'll hear me say, you know, well, for instance, if, if there's something in your life and you can't, you know it's sin, and you just cannot keep yourself from it, you're going to have to be delivered. Now, again, what I want you to do is deliver yourselves. The Word will deliver you. It's time to do what? Let's, you know, let's put it this way. Most of you in this room are past laying in the baby bed, uh, poo-doo in your diaper. That was kind. And you now have been crawling for some time. And now you're beginning to try to stand up and walk, okay? So, so you're coming along. And, and, and bless God, that's the reason you've got enough Word in you now that you cannot, folks, you, you, you cannot depend on this prophet the rest of your days. You, you can't do it. Bless God, let me tell you something. That anointing, that, that, that what you're feeling here this day is God. It's got nothing to do with a prophet. It's got everything to do with him. But the whole concept of this ministry is to bring you to the place where, yes, you lay hands. Yes, you deliver in the name of Yeshua, okay? You do those things. And, 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 and I'm hearing some of that. I'm hearing. I'm hearing things from the ten that just make me want to jump up and down and applaud every time they open their mouths that's going on. That needs to be going on or starting to go on in your life. Now, because we're at that stage... Okay, where you're beginning to, you know, you watch them new babies, and bless God, they stand up, and they wibble, and they wobble, and most of them then fall down on their butts, and that's, you know. But sooner or later, with practice, what's happening? It's going to be long. They're not only going to be walking around without falling. Then the next thing, they're going to be running, aren't they? Well, see, we're right now with this organization at, at that stage that you're just trying to stand up. You still got, you know how they'll do? They'll grab onto this, onto the couch or chair, and they'll look there and they'll go, what do they do? They got to hold their pacifier over here because they're smart enough to know, hey, I'll turn loose this. I'm on my own, okay? <laughs> huh? Go whop down on that padded butt of the, you know, that diaper they go. So they look at this for a while and then, I, That 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 you know that that's kind of where we're at right now. You know you can, you believe that you can, you're just not real sure that you will. Okay, and that's a good place. That's not a bad place. That's right where you should be. For this message, you're right on. You're right on time. Okay, let's go to Hebrews 12:1. Hebrews 12:1. Hallelujah. 12, one of Hebrews, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight 
and the sin which does so easily beset us. I'm always quoting that to you. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Evidently, it's going to take patience, isn't it? Why? Because there's going to be testings that's going to come. But we are to lay those things aside. Looking unto Yeshua, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Yeshua's did it. We can do it. James 1, turn there with me. Again, some familiar scripture, but some very important scripture. James 1, 22. Be ye, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Now, early on, in any, in anywhere that people go, I don't care what you call the church, that's where it's all at. When you came in here, even though some of you thought you knew so much, you heard the prophet say, shut up, sit down, learn something. Okay? Then you heard the prophet say, look, you're going to have to unlearn. If you've been in another church, you're going to have to unlearn some things to learn what this prophet's teaching. Why? Because you have received the seed, the wrong seed, in your heart about how some of the word works. All right? So some of you owe me and owe my, but you end up doing it anyway. All right? But it would have been easier if you'd just done it the first time, right? Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you. For he beholdeth himself, I'm sorry, 23. For if any be hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner, uh, what manner of man he was. And that's, that's what happens here. You come in here, you get charged up, you get determined. I'm going home, I'm, I'm going to walk and hold this. Bless God, I'm going to kick the devil seven ways from Sunday. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Just exactly this, okay? But whosoever looketh under the perfect law of liberty, oh my Lord, there's that word, law, and continueth therein, be not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So in other words, just don't, don't, just don't hear, don't just hear, uh, do. Got a page coming undone here, better fix that up. But do, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but seedeth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Now, the, now uh, well, girls say, yeah, well, they're men. No, that's man and woman, okay? Need I say that some of you are like turning on a faucet when it comes to talking, you don't know when to shut up. Hmm? You ever be around somebody like that? You got something that you can add to the whatever, the, and you can't get it in because they won't shut up long enough for you to get it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows and their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Again, unspotted, that means no sin. 1 John 5, 1. 1 John 5, 1. Whosoever believeth that Yeshua, Jesus is Christ, is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Now, you've heard that, that often. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Okay, there again. It's called holiness. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is that 
overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Yeshua, Jesus, Son of God. Well, and again, that all goes together with the fact you believe all that. Then see, as Paul kept beating on and prying, you're going you're gonna to walk in holiness. You're going you're gonna to fight this thing until you conquer it because, listen, it is a command. Okay? It is a command. That command, you know, yeah, I realize that we've got the covenant that we live, we walk in, we've got Shabbat that we keep, got new moon that we keep. But at the same time, this in itself is no less important. But what we do is we, we put our importance upon those things that, bless God, that somehow we deem to be the most important. But see, again, there's that ALL thing. It means all. Okay, let's go to Psalms 1. Now, we're going to change gears here because now we're going to walk a little bit over into, or we're going to walk over into the righteous side. So you'll have to go back there, and we'll hopefully I'll put them all in line. If I didn't, you'll just have to forgive me, and we'll go on anyway, okay? Psalms 1. First verse. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Blessed are they, he said. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. That is his delight. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. If, if what, if what, if what, if he's into the law day and night. He meditates the law. What is it about meditation? You keep it up here in this knucklehead up here. Okay? And when you keep that up there, then again, you're going to be more likely to be doing this stuff and, and then it's sneaking the sin, sneaking up and beating you over the head. All right? And he shall be like uh, the ungodly are, are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Oh, boy. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Well, that's all about the Old Testament. That's where Jesus come. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right, exactly right about that. But again, that law pertains today. All right, as I told you, just because you've received Yeshua as your Lord and Savior is the beginning of the matter. It's not the end. It doesn't mean that you're going to, to, attain, to attain the eternal life of which that, that, that contract that he came and made is going to take us doing what? Following after the Word of God. And brothers and sisters, that's where this thing gets all fouled up. Because again, the church thinks that that was all of it. That was the beginning and the end was there. I'm sorry. You study this thing as we're doing, especially as we're starting to get into now, this afternoon again tonight, that, bless God, you're going to find something out. There was something called holiness going on in the New Testament, okay, which we've already touched on, all right? Now, Psalms 34.1. 34.1 of Psalms. Blessed is the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Is his praise in your mouth all the time? My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They, they looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. 
This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. There's that word all again, isn't it? That's pretty prominent with the Lord, isn't it? If you'll do this, I'll do that. If you don't do this, I can't do that. Remember me teaching that on the way back? The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. No want. Now that word fear means that walks in holiness and righteousness. Okay? The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Those that seek the Lord. What do they mean? Lord, where are you at? No, 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 no. Those that are seeking him by walking in holiness and righteousness. That's what that means. Okay? Shall not want any good thing. It doesn't sound to me like we're going to need nor lack anything if, in fact, what? We can attain and walk in holiness. Come, you children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And that's what I'm doing. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. It would be nice if he had said, and only their cry. See, that's the reason most people's prayers aren't even being heard by God. Okay? And they, people in the church can't imagine that. No. No, they can't. But see, his eyes are upon the... He's hearing the prayers of the righteous, which again is holiness, Okay? The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of their sword again. All their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. But many the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate nor shamed. Now turn with me to Psalms, uh, Psalms uh, um, 23. Because, this, you know, and I know you're all familiar. Again, I'm sure most of what I've read so far you are. But I love this because in Psalms 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I should not want. Why, why, would, why would the psalmist said that? Because he knows that the Lord is his shepherd, I should not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley. The shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And we always said amen and hallelujah. And we always said that's us because we're Christians. No, that was David because what? He walked in holiness. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day 
every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.